You're listening to an ANR Special Edition podcast on the Loki Disney Plus TV show. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition podcast by the ANR team. We are discussing all things Loki, and this is episode four breakdown full of spoilers so be warned that if you have not watched this please go back and watch it and then join us for a breakdown of the entire episode four so before we begin the episode breakdown i want to bring in my fellow tva agents my friend d how you doing d oh pretty good i'm still uh still have that euphoria of the episode so let's see let's yes, i'm excited to talk about it <laughs> and our most experienced tva agent chris how you doing I am good, and you should see what I have to do to work to the top. <laughs> we'll discuss that at the very end of our season finale. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So we got to see episode four, and we can't wait to talk about it. So we're going to get right into this thing. D, we start off where? Uh, we are actually... In the it's a flashback scene and it's showing Sylvia or Lady Loki. She's minding she's a child here, minding her own business, playing with her toys, and then all of a sudden the TVA agents come and abduct her. And normally, from what we were told, they only do this when a variant is causing a timeline branch. Like they're not supposed to be doing something specific and it causes the timeline to break down. So they come there and stop it. As far as we could see, she was playing with toys. So either they are very strict on what <laughs> what variants are allowed to be doing <laughs> or something sinister is going on because why wait till that point if she just wasn't supposed to exist at all? Like, I don't know what's going on there. So I'm excited to find out more about that little detail. And um, when they take her into the, like their headquarters, the TVA HQ, the first thing we see is another man coming in after her he's also being detained and she freaks out and she wants them to help him so we see that this vicious like cruel bloodthirsty loki actually has a heart like she wasn't always this way they pushed her to be this way she then is like like did you get that sense did you notice that like that was my first takeaway. Like she was concerned well, I, for someone. I just, someone she I, I just want to back up just a little bit to the the back shot of Asgard. We never got a back shot of Asgard, right? Yeah. So to to me, as soon as I saw the mountains, I immediately looked at my son because we're big Thor fans, and I said to my son, "We're gonna see Asgard again," and we just had our eyes wide open, and then we see the glorious Asgard from the back view. We never got to see it, and. It was spectacular, and I, I, I kind of miss it, right? <laughs> I really wish... Uh... Sorry, yeah, go ahead, Chris. I think there's a bit of a meaning behind that, because, you know, we're getting this alternate reality where there's Lady Loki. Why would they come in from the back? You know, when the Thor movies, it always comes in from the front. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just to... I mean, I know what you're saying, but it could just be that they wanted to give us another look because we never got a look from a different angle, right? True. Like you said, we always get it from the front view, but maybe they just wanted us to give us a different look of Asgard because 
the Asgard in the world, in the MC universe that we're used to is no longer existing. Mm-hmm. So maybe just a That's paying true. a little bit of homage, showing us a little bit of a, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, of what Asgard looks like. Um, so, you know, we get, you know, you were mentioning D that you know she gets pulled away, plucked away from her, uh, her room. She's playing with some toys there. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, she had a dragon. She had, you know, Valkyries, and then she had that boat, Val- uh, Viking boat. And then next to the boat, did you guys notice something? No, what was it? What was it? I noticed the boat. What else was there? It's the wolf from Ragnarok. Oh. Fen- is it Fenrir? Yeah, it was the wolf from Ragnarok. So, uh, initially in the, I believe in the comics, it is uh, one of Loki's pets. Yeah, uh, or and it's his actual. It's his kid. Oh, sorry. It's it's a kid. Yes. So I think uh, pet kids, pet pe- kids, same thing. Hello. Uh, <laughs> is that- <laughs> So I also know Please you do have... not write me any email letter <laughs> yeah, saying so it's like, not. Do you have <laughs> whoever's listening? Do you have two pets then? Is that what you're getting? At? <laughs> yes, two lovely childs. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's interesting to see that I was you know at least a little nod, a little tip of the hat from Marvel like they always do, and then this whole scene of how they just come and traumatize this kid, just pluck this kid out of. I mean, just think about it. You're a little kid, and all of a sudden, a portal opens up, and you have these weird people who are screaming and saying, you're a variant or whatever they're saying, and just grabbing you. I mean, there could have been a gentler way of doing this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's no obviously good way of pulling her into a, a portal, but you could have at least tried to be more professional, right? I mean... and. As, yeah, as far as as far as they're concerned, her crime is living, and I don't. I need to understand why. And yeah, um, a cool little Easter egg. Remember in the last episode where she doesn't like to have her back towards doors. Mm-hmm. Oh, the opened up behind her. Mm, interesting. Maybe yeah, like it's a, it's traumatizing, right? So. That probably explains that. I don't want to have any doors opening from behind me. That's a good pickup there. I didn't even think of that. Well done. Yeah. MCU <laughs> that's does that. That's why, that's why, that's it. That is why you're the veteran TV agent. <laughs> <laughs> the most experienced of all of us. Who knows? Maybe that's why they framed the opening shot from the back of you, too. Like, sometimes MCU does these minute detail things where it's like, oh, they're geniuses. Other times, it's just over us overthinking. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe they framed it that way for a reason. So good eye. So yeah, and then getting to back to where you were, you left off is she comes into this um, room and then she sees this guy just being manhandled, and uh, she's genuinely like freaking out. She's like, "What's going on here? Like you're just, you know, one minute you're playing with toys, next minute you know you're in some weird world where people are being, you know, up, you know, pulled to the side or abducted or, you know, just being manhandled and being treated like scum," and she freaks out and then you kind of zoom into this the trial area where her TVA agent, uh, Ramona, she basically takes her to the judgment area and she does something pretty cool. She just kind of... Did she, did she bite her hand? Or did she like... She stepped on her what foot. What did she do? Like, she like yeah, she el- stepped on her foot. But she I like she elbowed her, her or too. she like elbowed her and bit her hand and then stepped on her foot. And then she... she all, all the time when she was doing that, she also 
plucked away the control device, right? Yeah. So yeah, so that's pretty clever of her to do that, and um, and basically she just like, yeah, you know, I was hoping that she would, you know, just. I was hoping that she'd give the middle finger or something, <laughs> like <laughs> "see you later," you know, like "Loki out" kind of thing. But uh, yeah, she just basically disappeared from there. And then we get the scene. You know, we kind of, you know, we go to present time. Uh, it's weird to say present time in the TVA zone, but in the time of the frame of the show, we see you know Renslayer standing by the golden door, and. What were you guys' thoughts when she's standing there and she's just like, you know, breathing heavy and going, oh, my God, I'm going to walk through these doors. Were you guys like, we're going to finally see these guys or, or, you know, there's something behind this door is going to explain a whole lot of things. Were you guys excited for that moment? Uh, I was. You know how when something takes forever and then you lose interest? I was still interested, but I was like, are they actually going to go through this door or is it going to cut away to another scene? <laughs> yeah. She, she gets stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she gets stopped. It's like Christmas, you know. The the presents are under the tree. And, you know, when we get older and we got to wait like five days, you know, and it's that whole lead up. Are we going to get to see what no one else gets to see? Yeah. That was my feeling. I'm just like, oh, yeah, finally. And then when the doors, I love how they had to do it slowly. It's like, again, build up the end. We'll build up the anticipation to get to that point, but we'll also build up the anticipation for this moment just to and make you go crazy. Cue in, cue in the dry ice fog, <laughs> right? <laughs> the dry ice fog, and all you see is eyes piercing through the fog. <sighs> and I, I was, like, genuinely excited. I'm like, oh, finally, you know, I get to see who these guys are or creatures are and get some information so what happens after that d so like you said the scene was like it looked pretty cool like it was ominous right then she comes she comes out and meets with mobius and she is not happy she's just like (laughs) (laughs) you you basically screwed everything i I, like she she just chews him out she chews him out and i don't know about you guys but it kind of do you guys think it's fair yes i'm telling you about it (laughs) It's not fair. She's in trouble. Do we what? What's fair? Well, her being chewing him out. Okay. Well, she's she's the boss, and she let him do that. So in a way, yeah, like you're stupid. Well, that's what that's what I'm trying to get (laughs) at. Is I mean, she allowed him to go and bring another Loki into this, and you know, allowed him to take Loki on these expeditions. He didn't do it. So if anyone wants to. What's that? He didn't do it behind her back. He got permission. Exactly. Every Everything time. was yeah. reported to her. Yeah. Everything was reported to her. And she kept continuing to allow this to happen, even with the debacle, right? And so I don't know why she's chewing him out because really... she's the one that authorized all this. And she should know of all people how dangerous a Loki is because she had one betray her. She had a so child one betray her. That's embarrassing. Exactly. <laughs> a child Loki. I mean... It doesn't get any easier than that. Well, we'll get into maybe it could get it easier than that, considering what we saw at the end credit scenes. But I don't know. She was it's... literally right there. Like, it was on a platter. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like we're going to be getting a little bit borderline Scooby-Doo, where, you know, someone's going to rip off her mask, and it's going to be, like, this demon ghost guy, and it's not actually her, you know? 
<laughs> she's probably playing that part like oh i'm gonna go is see it the is it mephisto i'm here uh, i'm finally here the mcu <laughs> you know she, all we got to see is she walked in through those doors we got to see the shadows i honestly thought that was the only peak we were gonna get at them oh and, okay yeah yeah <laughs> and so i'm like oh this is so cool and then when she came out and she was ripping mobius a new one you know they didn't <laughs> show us anything of a conversation she had with them so you know maybe she this is only my prediction is maybe she's part of the the whole orchestration of this like yeah i, I mean she plays at, at this point at this point we don't know what's going on who's doing what we, we, it could <laughs> yeah. be you know what it, it, as far as i'm concerned it could be another loki behind all of this oh right i mean that's another theory i mean we know that kang the conqueror could be behind all this that's another theory out there um another loki variant it's you know all of it's a one step ahead and knew this is all going to come and wants to be the one and only loki in in the entire universe so it decides to plot against all loki's that's a theory out there right i mean we don't really know yet there hasn't been enough evidence given to us as to know who is behind all this and there's definitely somebody behind all this yeah um so we get you know we get past the chewing out part and we get now to where the two loki's uh, are sitting there in what is basically the last minute of this world that they're sitting on and loki goes to her i'm sorry and we finally get to see the compassionate the understanding loki starting to come out more the one that we were used to uh seeing at the very end of endgame where you know not the endgame sorry uh, infinity war or is it infinity war or is it endgame i can't remember now when he both... dies oh endgame it was endgame, endgame yes yeah. yeah yeah endgame and uh basically you know that's the loki that we're used to seeing and we finally get that i'm sorry you know i, I wanted to make things right this emotional loki that we didn't get to see in the early stages and now we get to see it and she just kind of you know when he says that she just gives him a little nod and says hey you know like it's not it's not your fault this is happening right yeah. so what what are your thoughts on this you know the two of them you know sitting there and just watching the world crumble and into pieces <laughs> i loved it i love that scenery everything about it was just so cool to look at visually i like yeah. how they um they gave up they kind of they kind of still like had some fight in them but there's not much they could do so they decided to just go out with a pep talk, if you will. And he's he basically states, like, you, you can't kill a Loki. Like, the, the one thing we do do is survive. And I really like... And, and that's, a, that's a, such a strong line. Yeah. Right? And, and survive he has. You know, he has survived through the entire MCU, you know, saga from when he was introduced. Because there are so many times that he could have been killed or... You know just been put away but he survived and moved on and developed and became a better person at the end what i really liked about this scene was also was i mean we as audiences got to watch her being kidnapped at a young child but she actually goes and tells 
you know, the Loki and says, you know, she explains everything what happens. And he's just like sort of sits back and goes, holy smokes, like you actually had it worse than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, at least I had a childhood. Yeah. And now I understand why you're hell bent on, you know, taking care of these TVA agents. And because you were robbed of this, you know, childhood. And I understand why you don't have the developed abilities like I do, because my mother actually taught me taught me all this. You never had any of that. You were just taken away as a young kid. Yeah. Right. I, and I thought it was such a such a cool scene to bring them even closer together. What are you guys' thoughts on that? It was a pretty deep, intense moment. And I'll be honest with you, that whole moment was like a version of the Notebook movie where it got really sad. And <laughs> Did you cry? <laughs> I was almost there. Um, I know D- I know. D probably shed a tear. Obviously. That. <laughs> Does that really was... need to be said? <laughs> it was... We are humans after all. <laughs> We are. We're not robots. Yes. Um, no, we're not robots. <laughs> but no, it was really great because, you know, we've seen, I think, you know, we've reached a point of the development of the Lady Loki character. Like, we've reached such a high, and it's only going to get exciting to see where it goes now. Because, you know, now it seems like they're on the same page. They don't have to kind of battle it back and forth with their sassiness. You know, it, it was a great scene, you know. Yeah. Like, visually, you know, they were sitting there, and then you have these meteors coming down, crashing into the planet. And I'm like, you know, it's sad, but at the same time, it's really beautiful, and I wish I was there right now. But thankfully, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we, can, we leave that scene, and we go right back to the TVA uh, headquarters where... Uh, Morbius is standing next to C-15 and she's just being antsy she's twitching and she's just like we gotta find them and then she's like where's C-20 and he's like I don't know like I don't know what's going on here and they're just trying to track these guys down in the timeline they're looking for some anomaly right so they could find them and, and bring them back and you know they ended up seeing what would you call it uh another rift in the timeline it was uh, uh yes and a spike like this like the largest one they've ever it seen. was a linear spike too it wasn't yeah. even like a, a curved spike it was a linear weird spike and why do you think that is like why do you think that was is different well in this situation two loki's are now bonding and possibly falling in love with each other like that is grounds for chaos and what they describe the Nexus event is is chaos. This seems like it'd be pure chaos, untethered, if they actually ended up together. That's not supposed to happen at all. Straying off your timeline is one thing, but straying off your timeline with another person who straight off their timeline and then embracing them, mm-hmm. that's that's ground for cataclysm. How did you guys feel about how do you guys feel about the two Loki's getting together? Well, they made her different enough. Hooking hooking up, as the young kids would say. <laughs> they, they made it different enough that she's her own character. Like, I don't even know if they have the same DNA. Like, this is... She's a completely different character, and we see more of that later. But it didn't bother me for that specific reason. Completely different upbringing, completely different gender. Okay, well, let me ask yeah. you this, then, both of you. I'll pose this question to you guys. Are you both 
rooting for them to get together at the end of this show? I, I don't... Yes or no? Yes or no? Well, how about... <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, it's... Okay. Do you, but do you want it to happen? No. Oh, that's tough. I think... So you don't want it to happen. Okay, D, how about you? I don't, and I... It's not because I don't like the idea of them being together. It's I view Loki as a person who is just alone. I don't mean it in a malicious way. Man, you're so sad. <laughs> it's just like everything about him, the <laughs> way the he guy is, alone. the way he is, the reason and... he is, the way he is, is he, he yeah, I don't know, as, as um, much as he gets out there, <laughs> I don't know the polite way to put it. He's gotten around, you could say, in, in lore. He has a few half animal kids. The the daughter of his is actually <laughs> deaf, and so he gets around. But I don't know. I can't picture him in a relationship where he has a nice white picket fence and he just lives happily ever after. Like I just it's, don't see that for him. It's more Man, of that you guys are just emotional. So, so mean. <laughs> no, it's you know. I I definitely want them to get together and mm-hmm. maybe work together. And season two's coming, right? We know that. So yeah. I would definitely like to see this relationship. Um, become more for their sake I hope not because one of them will just probably Sylvie will probably just die for the sake of plot (laughs) (laughs) like yeah I don't know like I feel something bad would happen if they did and that's just obviously that's in the writer's control I'm treating these like they're real people so good job MCU (laughs) they're gonna make us think they're gonna get together but they won't in the end I bet you anything that's that's what's gonna happen because you know their connection you two are bummer you two no really you know are bummers and (laughs) just because it seems like it's love it's not always love it could be just a strong emotional connection and you know Mm that sometimes gets mixed up in real life you know you feel like you have a good emotional connection with someone doesn't mean you're in love with the person you just it it could be um it it could just be a caring type of relationship. Yeah, yeah it's in the friend zone. I mean, it's they've only known each other. They've known each other for like two days, technically. So, yeah, true. Yeah, but it was two long days. I don't know exactly. <laughs> that was I mean, just the heat when wave. you're when you're trying to uh, leave a planet that's exploding, it's a pretty long day, you know. <laughs> All right, so they've tracked them down. They arrest them. And then bring them in, and you know our the, the MCU Loki's like, hey, I, I don't get that many security guards like she does. Like what the heck, right? Like, true to Loki, just being you know, trying to be the best of everything, and then you have this little quick little interaction back and forth between him and Mobius, and they're just firing back at each other. It, it felt like he was genuinely mad, Mobius. Like this guy, I vouch for this guy, and he threw me under the bus. And he was just like, like he lost a best friend or something. Like I, I don't know. It just, it just a little, you know, high, yeah, kindergarten back and forth between the two of them. It was a comical, but it was also interesting to see how he's really upset about his friend betraying him, if you want to call it that. And then, um, D, what happens is you see a red door open up. Um, portal it's time for Loki's <laughs> personal punishment. And he said, <laughs> yeah, he sends him, he sends him to Asgard again. And Loki's like, okay, well, whatever. And then Sip shows up 
and she has half of her head shaved. She comes up, <laughs> tells him he deserves to be alone. He'll always be alone. She knees him in oh, the groin and punches so him cruel. in the face. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, like a, a, it is cruel, right? But he deserved Sif it. Is, Sif is just as cruel as you two. I mean, she was just straight cruel to him. Poor she, guy. He shaved He shaved her hair, man. Like, I don't know. It will grow back. <laughs> Anyone deserves a kick it's in a, the He's groin a trickster. In the head, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little too excessive, I think. Oh come on! It's, he earned it. It's his version of hell. Yeah, well, he did. It didn't even bother him at first. Like, yeah, I know how this ends. Like, I light some candles and I go have a bath. I forget what he says. He says something along those lines. Like, he shrugged it off, and then she shows up again, and does the exact same thing. Recites the exact same line, and it's then loop. Yeah. he is in my worst nightmare. Like, I'll tell you something. I have five nightmares. A time loop is one of them. I hate the idea of being stuck in a time loop. Good lord, that gave me goosebumps. And seeing it, seeing him stuck in one, I was like, "Oh dear God, no!" I never thought of that. I, I, I never ever thought being stuck in a time loop would be the worst thing ever. Like Groundhog what Day, he a... had like what was it? Like a twenty-four hours. This, he was living the exact same two minutes over and over again. That's just horrendous. <laughs> Not even enough yeah, time get... to breathe in between kicks. <laughs> but he does try different methods to slow her down, right? He does, and she does and... help him up, right? So I was like, oh, he broke yeah, through. The method that he tried at the very end was, I think, you know, obviously talking to her and saying that I'm alone. That's why I do these things. And it it, it kind of, you know, explains why he does these things. And it, it kind of makes you think. You're like, yeah, okay. You know, that's another thing that I didn't know about Loki, why he would do these things. I thought he just did them because he's Loki. But now we get a little bit more clarity on his psychological thinking behind all these things, why he does all this. And I thought it was pretty interesting how this show was able to give us more of his character development than all the movies that he's been in the MCU. And I really liked that part where he explained it. He said, you know, I'm, I'm alone. This is why I do that. Do you think that was just a lie or do you think that was a genuine him being genuine? I think it's genuine. I think, uh, unfortunately, this show has a lot of character development to do in six episodes. So some mm-hmm. of this feels rushed. Because once again, like this has been a week for him. So he just mass murdered half of New York, caused an alien invasion, steals the <laughs> Tesseract, ends up doing all this stuff. <laughs> but he's already week. he's already redeemed himself in our eyes. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Like they, This is what is happening. This is the hand the studio was dealt. We have to like him in six episodes and i like him i feel bad for him right now so they did their job and yeah. even though um even though he broke through and said what he said to sif sif she's still gonna come back in two minutes and punch him in the face so he he had a like relevation but it, unfortunately he's still stuck in this time loop mm-hmm. and he, he was desperate too he was yeah. asking her for to help her you know uh, help him escape out of the the loop but uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, Chris, what's your take on this scene? Um, pretty much what Dee says. I think what I think it was genuine. You know, I think it took him to be forced to say how he felt to realize, okay, this is why I do what I do. You know, and that's when it, the that light bulb just clicked in his head. He's like, you know, I could do this in a better way where I don't have to be such a mischievous person. You know, I 
It was an it was a good scene. It was awesome getting to see Sif because you know it's been a while since we've seen any reference. Oh yeah, of her in yeah. the show, you know. Um, unfortunately, because she was in another show, but like it was great for the fans of Sif to get to see her finally. You I know, liked her. I just, she was good. She's yeah, good. Jamie Jamie Alexander is a good uh, Sif. So while that's happening, we have. Mobius going to Ravana Renslayer here in her office and trying to convince her to allow him to speak with C20 and she keeps saying no she's like no you need to deal with what your mess is and he's like well if you let me go talk to her maybe I can figure out more things and she just keeps shutting him down do you guys think there's it's just a simple fact of that it's her agent that she wants to deal with and it's not his business that he should focus on his task or do you think that she's trying to hide something or block something from him realizing the big picture she's been shady this whole episode she's lying yeah. she's lying through her teeth that is a great word shady yes <laughs> that is exactly what she is Throwing straight shady. shady yes <laughs> so what, what do you think d like i mean besides her being shady is there something going on that she doesn't want him to figure out? I mean, obviously, there's a big picture that has to be that's she's trying to hide. But why not let her talk? I don't. I have no. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't it, know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see what you. Do you think it's because she would see twenty would just basically explain everything that was happened to her and. What Loki said to him before he jumped into that time loop is the TVA, you know, is lying to you guys. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she they could have passed it off in a bout of insanity. Obviously, they couldn't. They didn't allow that to happen, as you know. Like, there's like, okay, we need yeah. to we need to dispose of this. <laughs> Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I think, uh, um, what's her name, Rana? Uh, Ravenna, I just I just Ravenna. call her Renslayer. Cause Ren- Renslayer, like, just say Renslayer. Renslayer. You'll never think, forget that. <laughs> I think after you know they got that agent back and they said she was going crazy. I think at that point she understands what Sylvia's powers are, and that's why she's yes. preventing Mobius from going in there because she knows she can access the memories of these past agents. So she knows if Mobius gets in there. Lady Loki is going to persuade her, um, him and uh, spill the tea, you know, everything. Yes. And at this point, you know, you got this really cool comic T-shirt and you got a little thread. And that's the beginning of what's going to happen throughout this entire episode when things start to unravel. And yeah. boy, do they ever. <laughs> so he now has Loki in the room and is chatting with her. And Loki is trying to explain this to him. And he just like, I'm not, not buying this. You know, like you're, here's one of your plans. What do you take from that conversation to both of you? I'll pose this to this interrogation or whatever you want to call it what'd you guys take from this 
Well, it's basically the boy who cries wolf. Like, sorry, Loki, you lie 24-7. Obviously, now that you need him to believe you, he's not going to. This is exactly what would happen. And I don't blame Mobius for that. He did come off a little scorned. So he went in there mm-hmm. angry and betrayed. Like, he went in there as if his best friend just lied to his face. So he wasn't even acknowledging the intel for the mission. He was just asking him things to see how he would lie. He's like, oh, I bet you're going to lie about this. And then he kept just poking him and jabbing him. Like, it wasn't beneficial at all in any way whatsoever. He was just taking cheap shots and venting, which is fine. I understand why. But anytime he got the chance, he would say, like, oh, you're an ass, by the way. Uh, maybe you're. it's because you're a bad friend. Like, he, he's clearly hurt. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he, he keeps he keeps pushing him and mocking him and in, interrogating him. And then Loki just keeps his mouth shut. And he's like, fine, back to Lady Sif. And he's Loki Loki cracks and he's like, fine, I'll tell you whatever you want. Like he's like, I was the I was the master planner from the start, and when I was done with her, I was gonna kill her. And Moby's like, Oh, that's perfectly fine, because we killed her already. They're they're calling each other's bluffs now. And you can see it in his eyes. Loki was like, oh, crap. But he still kept his poker face. But there was like a little twitch that gave away his true feelings. And Mobius, Mobius caught it. He's like, you care about her, don't you? You little, you little gross pervert. Like, he was disgusted by it. <laughs> <laughs> you narcissist. And he just he went back to insulting him. So I absolutely loved that scene. And the TVA are so brainwashed into hating variants the idea of two variants getting together is just perversion and i don't know if like you yeah it's taboo i don't know i don't know if you guys noticed that it started going from oh the variants are all criminals to oh these guys just exist we have to kill them like there's i haven't seen an actual good reason why any of the variants have been killed like if you try to flip through their like screens on their uh, temp pads it gives a little backstory in some of them and nothing really showed any real information other than existing mm-hmm. and like mobius says he's killed kree they've gotten titans they've gotten vampires and i love these throwaway lines like that because then we see how big the universe is but they're just going around killing people these guys are just horrible now i don't i, don't, I thought they were cool originally but it's these a, are just it's like a total <laughs> it's a total 180 on what yeah. we thought yeah like not show. at all i was like oh you guys like, are I, I didn't not see this these. coming yeah. at all what about you Chris, Chris? what's your thought yeah what's your uh thought on this conversation the two of them are having in the room well this was the second conversation so in between that he also talked to the other agent outside um Lady oh, yeah, C-15, C-15, uh, right? And she turns around and asks Mobius an interesting question, and I don't know if anyone can recall it, um, but she said something to Mobius about, oh, I wish I could remember. That kind of went back to what Loki said to Mobius about everything the TVA is telling you is a lie. And I think at that point it clicks. And, you know, when Mobius goes back to the interrogation with Loki again, he can't, he comes off very pointed. And I think that has to do with, you know, what Loki told him, everything's a lie. And it's that little voice in the back of the head. He doesn't want 
to think of that. He's like, this he doesn't want to believe it, is, it, right? This, exactly. He didn't want to believe it. So, you know, and it's just, oh, he's in a, he's in a pickle at that point. You know, that was one of the major points of that scene is like, he realizes that what Loki says could be true, but he's trying to not think about it and just keep going. And that's why they have that poker game, poker face back and forth about, oh, we already killed her. And Loki's like, well, fine. You know, now I don't have to do it. Yeah, I like that line where he's like, oh, you should write uh, C-15 a letter because she went and did the job for you. You're the superior Loki now. (laughs) (laughs) So So, yeah, just that conversation between C-15 and and him, she does, you know, mention to him, you know, why did you bring this variant in and why aren't you interrogating him? And he's like, well, I'm just stretching my legs out. And then he goes... You know, we brought in Kree, Titans, and vampires, and we're having trouble with two very lo- orphan Lokis, right? Or demigods, right? Mm-hmm. And and she goes, oh, well, that's your idea to bring them in, right? So blame yourself. But that was such a big bomb, right? Kree, Titans, and vampires. That's huge because not just it canonizes all these characters in the uh, in the universe, the MCU, and it also what pays the way for a vampire yeah blade, <laughs> blade. are we thinking blade <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so I, I when i when they when he said that i was just like whoa hold on air you know this is huge and then titans so does that mean uh thanos does that mean other titans i mean it, it opens up a door eternals yeah i mean it opens up a door for so many possibilities did you guys feel the same way when that was said? Well, they basically are name dropping left and right now. I need to remember to just chill out a little bit. <laughs> but I do appreciate I do appreciate their acknowledging how big the universe is, like truly. I heard vampires, and all I can think of is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What? <laughs> yes. But and then no. then then she goes to him. Did Loki say anything? It's interesting how she. You know, said, hey, Morbius, did he say anything interesting? Like, you know, she's trying to, like, see what's going on here. And he goes, he's just saying that the TVA are lying. And that face that you see of her is like, this is validating what I'm thinking in my mind right now. That there is something going on here. And she starts, you know, not being herself as a soldier, more now as curious as something, you know, nefarious is going on here and that's when we know you get this feeling that she's gonna go and dig a little deeper and i was like yes finally because i like her as a character c15 is a fun fun character Mm -hmm. she doesn't put up with crap from anybody she's a good soldier but you know piss her off and you're gonna find out you know she's a badass right so i i just think it's a you know interesting they chose her to be the the one soldier to come out of the loyalist type of mind thinking. So, yeah, I mean, going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. So we continue on here now. What is going on now? So he goes back in the room again to interrogate him, right? Yeah. Well, before that, I do, I do want to 
appreciate that you do like her as a character now. And it should be noted yes. that C20 got her memories back when she was enchanted. So this whole time, C15 knows something was up because she was enchanted too. So that's also probably why she's on the hunt for like, okay, so something's going on. And it's weird she didn't really do anything or question it until now. But as you said, it cuts back to um, cuts back to the next scene. And C15 goes to see Sylvie, I believe, right? And um, yeah. she's, she's trying to... She's trying to like see what's going. She's like, okay, something's up. I need you to come with me. And it's up until that point, she's also one of the people who just found Varen's disgusting. Like, she didn't even want Loki there in the first place. She wanted someone with him at all times. Like, she just didn't trust him at all. So it was cool to see how desperate she is, where she's like, okay, I need you to come with me to a private location so we could talk. And this is where it starts to unravel. And like Chris said, what did you say? Called it a thread of a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the plot points are just coming unraveled and i was excited for that moment that was that that was the defining point of the episode for me where i'm like finally here we go this is what i needed it's all happening chris what's your thoughts you know what practically what d said you know i love that she she picked up on uh something's something's not right and, you know, she went into uh, the room with Sylvia and she's like, come with me. And then the portal opens up and they walk through it and we're back at the Roxacart store. And there is that whole conversation, you know, what did I see when you enchanted me? Did you make those up? And Sylvia said, I can't make up memories. I can only access them. And she asks her, can you show me? So holds her hand and starts accessing the memories. And yeah, just that whole scene was quite uh, groundbreaking in a way of, okay, this is, this is huge. And we've hit the top of the hill and now everything's going to start going downhill which is yeah exactly great lead up to the next uh coming scenes which i think after that we get back into the office where yeah they're Mm -hmm. signing off on loki's file yeah yeah and that's and then uh oh sorry and then she poses she poses a question to him like if you can go anywhere in any time where would you go and he goes right back to can I interrogate Sylvie, <laughs> right? And <laughs> she's like, "Why? What's with you and like wanting to interrogate?" Uh, and then she's like, "It could be a risk of her escaping." And he's like, "No, it won't," right? And he and he's like, "She won't escape." And then she's just like, "She's savage, dude." She's just like, "Well, you said that about the other Loki, yeah, right? You let her him escape, and he just kind of you know." sips his uh, whiskey whatever you want to call it and she goes back to that question again anywhere anytime it's it's so weird to see her talk about time and anywhere uh, she never talked like this before and it just now all of a sudden she's pondering i'm wondering if she's you know also you know we, we we think that some people think that she could be behind this some people could think that she's realizing as well that she's 
you know, maybe stuck in this loop and she really isn't who she is. Because in the comics, she's supposed to be Princess Renslayer, right? She comes from a background of being royalty. So I'm wondering if there's a huge story behind her and then she got plucked out of there and put into this thing and maybe it was Kang that plucked her in there because Kang is in love with her. That is based on the comics, but oh, you know how MCU just makes those changes. So we'll see. Uh, D, what what's your thought on this whole conversation and her asking him all the time or going back to it over and over again? Well, I thought it was just her trying to get him to stop talking about like C20 because <laughs> just si- sidestep the whole thing, right? Because <laughs> like lots of lots of soldiers have been killed in this show already and he keeps going back to her. He's like, oh, I just don't understand. He's like, dude, you saw <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the first rodeo, man. Like you just get it together. But he keeps pushing and pushing. And yeah, I thought it was just a sidestep. Obviously, there's and then, there's and it's then a he good sidestep. He says a he says the lamest line. He's like, "I like being here with you now and doing work." <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Who says that? Seriously, like, come on. He's sucking up and trying to get into that room to talk to Sylvie, right? So, <laughs> I love how she was getting pointed. There was a little bit of a point where it kept going back and forth, and she's like, "No," you know. A little bit of that firmness came out, and I'm like, "Ooh, wonder how she'd be if I got her a little bit extra mad, you know?" Uh, but uh, she also took the blade of Lady Loki's and put it on her mantle as a trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she likes she's these trophies. She doesn't even yeah, earn them. Doesn't. She doesn't do anything to get those. Other people do it, and she just takes the prize. But okay, yeah, that's strike one for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she's trying to cover up her her dirty hands you know yeah. she feels like every, Mobius is catching on people are going to start realizing and it all started with the agents that you know died well, because she went well, too I mean, crazy this is a long time coming for uh, Renslayer because she's been chasing this Loki for a long time right and this is like you know v- vindication for her. like uh, finally I got the one that got away f- and made me look so bad yeah and now I'm gonna look great in front of the timekeepers because I was able to you know fix the air that I made when I was one of the soldiers and so she drops this bomb on him, Morbius and says hey the time keepers want you in the room when we deal with these two variants and he's just like oh my god it's about time you know i've been waiting for this you know for a long time and she says yeah i talked to them and they want you in the room there and i thought that was kind of weird like why would the time keepers care about this guy he's a low level well not level but he's a lower ranked person why would they want him in the room there yeah these guys are above everybody. They don't care what this guy comes in there. So that was kind of weird right off the bat to hear that. And do you think she's just saying that? Or do you think this is an actual thing that the timekeepers want? Like, it's just such a weird coincidence or what? Um, I think there's a specific reason. I think... Yeah. I think they, in quotations, want him there, yes. But I originally thought maybe... well. I thought this 
whole thing was just ridiculous, <laughs> like just shady still. <laughs> but I thought it was because he had a hand in catching them, even though he didn't really. Like they set off a nexus spike and a bunch of SWAT teams went and got him. The end. But I guess he earned it because he tried so hard. Like I don't know. Like Elvin said, like what did you do? You didn't really do anything, and you're so far below them. Why do you, they care if you're here? But for the sake of the show, yeah, exactly. For the sake of the show, maybe you're the lead guy on this case, so you earned it. The same way Renslayer gets all these trophies, but she sits at her desk all day. Maybe it's more like that. Maybe they well, threw him a bone. I have no idea. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Going back to what Renslayer said to Mobius, the timekeepers are watching, which she's the one who's the eyes for everything going on. So. Mm-hmm interesting yeah you know and that's why you know are the timekeepers really interested in, in mobius or is it just her uh, she's got some kind of agenda we don't know it yet but you know i feel like we'll see we'll see what her uh agenda is for mobius yeah friends against time allied among us right so um yeah so basically she's just trying to tell him that how important this whole thing is to forget about c20 she's gone crazy and she couldn't even form any words at the end and we should worry about these variants and i want you to stop asking me about sylvie because i don't want nothing bad to happen to you so let's go and get these guys into that room and let the timekeepers deal with them so he, she's just basically closing all doors and getting him focused on what she wants him to do. She's not going to entertain any more of his thoughts and ideas. And then while she's putting away the blade in her trophy case, we get the old switcheroo with Mobius. And I was like, all right, this guy is finally getting it. You know, like he is actually believing what the Loki was cooking. Right, so <laughs> we get him to switch that, and he's like, and then she goes, "What one one drink?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got some things I gotta do," and it makes me wonder, do they drink a lot in there? Like, what what is this beverage of choice? It was scotch, I wonder. but it was scotch, right? Yeah. But I'm is curious, it aged like... because there's no time? There, <laughs> I, think, so. I think like they was probably... it an aged scotch? <laughs> they aged it in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever oh, I age they want. There, you know how fast I can make wine. Oh, it's done. I only made this an hour ago. Do, do they even have houses? I've only seen the TVA building. I've seen outside. I've seen the city. But do they have homes? Like, what's the deal with these guys? Is this their right. life? Is this like, are they dedicated to this and only this? And they stuck there this whole, that got me thinking, like when they're sitting in the office. <laughs> you got this whole plan. You know, you want to see cars. You want to see dogs. Yeah. You want to see picket fences. That's what you're thinking now, right? I was like, this expanded we... world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so we've got, you know, the variant Loki talking to C-15. Yeah, you know, we discussed that. And then, you know, she gets an, the, the huge awakening when she touches her head and she gets her memories. She's basically bawling and she's like, it's so beautiful. And she started remembering. And then we have Mobius go to the library area with um, Renslayer's device and looks up, you know, what's going on with Hunter uh, C-20. And it shows that she's deceased. Now, she lied to him, right? She said, basically, that she's gone crazy. Did she ever, 
I don't recall her mentioning she died. Did she, she did. She said the enchantment killed her, but she oh, left okay, out the okay. she left like she. This is her admitting like, hey, I got my memories back. Like you guys lied to me. Like she. That's what Mobius saw. Like her basically confirming what Loki said. So at least he saw that. But yeah, she lied and said she died because the enchantment. She never mentioned yeah. this part. And then also shows the interrogation unfolding and where c20 is yelling saying i had a whole life down there you know you guys took this away from me this and that and they're basically saying calm down calm down so he's now viewing this whole interrogation explaining like validating what sort what loki said was the tva is lying to you guys you know you guys are variants as well and now he has it from one of the soldiers and you know he could also think that well, she went a little crazy and, you know, whatever enchantment was on her, maybe she's just spewing a whole bunch of nonsense. But it just sparks another level of curiosity for him to further now investigate this. So now he's sort of like the inside guy now has to go tippy-toeing around his fellow peers and get more information and solve this thing. This is where he's at now. Is this true or not? So I've got to stay in between the two sides here and see what comes of this. What are you guys' thoughts when he got to see all this unfold with that device? Uh, I hate waiting in movies. I know it's necessary, but I just... <laughs> I'm like, thank goodness, like, they finally... They finally saw the proof. Like, I'm always at the edge of my seat. Like, is this going to be the moment? Is this going to be the moment? And it was the moment. So I was excited. And now I'm just... was thrilled to see what he plans to do with this information. What Chris, you? what's your thoughts? You must have liked it, Chris. There's no way you didn't. Oh, it was good. And that's so funny. Here's the funny thing. If you guys have watched it, and hopefully you have, that whole scene speaks for itself. It's just like there's nothing else you can say that, you know, isn't already explained. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was obviously a great scene. And I just thought it was a bit tacky where she stepped in front of the the recorder and she bends over and she looks and pauses and i'm just like really really (laughs) okay this person like judges all these people and she can't even (laughs) think maybe i shouldn't step in front of the camera you know and save the footage (laughs) she saves the footage (laughs) (laughs) or hey maybe that was by design Uh uh-huh uh never know Uh, maybe it was by design all i gotta say is it better be because then you got to learn how to kill people better. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we, we, you know, we forward to, he goes and sees Loki. He goes and opens up the portal where Loki's being in the, stuck in that time loop. And he's telling him to shut up. And so Loki shuts up. And then he's like, you told me. And then Loki's like, well, you told me to shut up. I'm not going to say anything now. Like <laughs> this, this banter still going on. And he's just saying like, you know, talking about the nexus event and the connection the whole place he's freaking out loud like mobius is genuinely freaking out right now he doesn't know what to believe he's sort of confused and and just scared this is the first time you see him unraveled and not be calm cool because all the time we've seen him just calm and cool and does his job as he should but now he's just like what is going on here i don't know who to believe Everything is just going haywire. I, I'm I'm a mess. 
Did you guys see that from him? Yeah, but it was like 100% expected. Like, yeah, your whole life is a lie and everything's crumbling around in front of you. So I totally, I totally would not expect him to be any other way. And if he was, like, BS, you should be freaking out right now. You're way too calm about this. Well, he's got to play. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. He's got to play what? He's got to play it he's, cool. What were you going to say? He's got to play it cool because, you know, he knows the truth. Yet he still has to play the side of being a TVA agent who doesn't yeah. know the truth. You know, I'd be yeah. like crapping myself. It's just like, how do I get around this when all I can think about is I've been told the TVA or the timekeepers are watching. It's just like they know everything. So how do I play it cool? You know, they might not be watching everything, but that's what I've been told. So it's just like, how do I handle this? How do I do it? you know he does a good job though like his freak yeah. out in front of loki is one thing you got to get that out of your system so that's what <laughs> i appreciated like it was good acting and then um later on obviously well they... you know what happens is you know he talks to loki and then they sort of you know loki gets a, the famous grin and they walk back out of that portal into that room and all of a sudden they're all waiting there for him Yep. Renslayer is waiting there. Agents are waiting there, and he starts lying, you know, about the situation, and he's talking about jet skis. He's sort of falling apart, right? He just he's going back he to the combo lie. before. He's like, "Oh, I got the yeah. answer now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was still he was still that, cool about it. That's what I liked. He yeah, wasn't yeah. like bumbling. And then, the unexpected happens. He gets. In, you know zapped into nothing and that was just like oh. i was just shocked that happened I was, that was heartbreaking for me i was like i really like you know owen wilson's character here how he was developing into a great you know character in this storyline and vanished just like that gone and then you see loki just devastated ravenna ravenna Lensler just looking to the side she's upset too but you just see loki just like you know he's lost everybody now around him he thinks that Sylvie's gone, you know, he just is like at lost. He doesn't know what to do. And you see, you know, Ren's there marching right into the other Loki's place and, you know, basically saying, where the hell's B-15? She was supposed to be watching her. So now she's just like, what's going on here? Things are not exactly lining up what she, how she wants things to be lined up in her department and you just see the other loki just smiling nonchalantly going yeah you're about to get screwed buddy he <laughs> said things are falling down in front of you and then we just forward right to the golden door where she takes both of these you know loki variants to the time keepers which we have been waiting since the beginning of the show <laughs> to see more of. And I'm like, finally, thank God, let's open this door. And you better not open it really slow and have fog. Like, let's get into this thing right now. <laughs> so they go to the elevator. And, of course, the elevator takes forever to close. And you got this scene where they're standing there. And, you know, you see Ravana behind them. And you the, the female Loki, Sylvie, goes, do you remember me? And I was just like, oh, here we go. Here, You know, like, 
this is the scene that I've been waiting for. And she goes, I do. So now I want, I want to stop right there for a second. If, if the theory is where these guys get brainwashed so they don't remember their past, how did Renslayer remember something that happened a long time ago, supposedly? Well, What's your theories on that? I think like once you're part of the TVA, you get to keep your memory from that point on. So she knew she was a TVA agent who caught Sylvie and like that's her life. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not questioning that at all. I think there's still more to her. I think if anyone got to keep her memory, it would be her. But I just feel mm-hmm. like she, she knows her because that's the one that got away. Like she worked her way yeah, up that... as an agent and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it's it you're you're the assumption that as soon as they enter the TVA, like that's um, your life. That's your memories from there on stay in in place. Yeah, yeah. Because the there's memories. also the theory that it's also the theory that they constantly get washed because they don't want any trace of the old memories coming back. Well, they kept so, referencing um, their past cases, and he he knows all he knew all of her trophies and like what they dated back to, and he knew all the intel on the previous variants that he's caught. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't really question that they got their memories. Re- erased repeatedly because if they could do that why not just erase c20 instead of just offing her but i think now that she's got her memory back she is capable of spreading like the truth i think there's a more in-depth procedure on how to erase memories but i do think like once you are part of the tva that's your new life basically so sylvie goes to her like what was my nexus event why did you bring me in? The hard questions, right? Like, at least tell me these things before I go to my, you know, death here. It's sort of like, you know, the the last meal or the last conversation she's going to have. So she just wants those answers because she's been searching for those answers ever since she was abducted. And Renslayer's response was, what does it matter? Of course it matters. Like, <laughs> why would she say that, right? It's like, You've taken everything from her and then all your responses what does it matter like seriously mm-hmm. Who, who's this lady like mm-hmm. it, it genuinely pissed me off that response mm. i was expecting her to give more of an elaborate response what do you guys think did it infuriate you to right. see this attitude of her because she didn't have this attitude all of a sudden she's got this huge attitude now and maybe it's because she feels that things are crumbling and she's mad but what what you guys takes on that Here's my take on her as a whole. I didn't care about her up until this episode. And this episode, I started to dislike her when I thought she was shady. Like, I thought she was off. In that room, I didn't like her. Like, I didn't hate anyone until Flag Smasher. And then I disliked her second place. Like, out of all the villains, like, I was fine with them. She just bothers me. And then (laughs) I was like, oh, I hate, I hate you. I hate you. Then she pruned Mobius, like, oh, you might have just skyrocketed past Flag Smasher. I don't think I could hate you any more than I do now. And then that line in the elevator where she's like, what does it matter? And then I was like, okay, I hate you a tad bit more. And then it progresses further. And instead of just not telling her, she's like, oh, I don't remember. And then she smirks, like, oh, there you go. You took first place to me hating you. (laughs) Like, I absolutely just hate you. That That face. face. Yeah. Yeah, that that face. Chris, what'd you think? Yeah, I if you didn't like her before, you don't like her now. 
like D said. And you know what? I hate it because I'm always that person who likes that little bit of a backstory, even if it's just like a 30-second blip. This is what you were supposed to do. We prevented it. But no, they just left it. And it's, I'm sure, like you were saying, everyone's going to be upset. But here's the thing. We are getting a second season, so they'll probably, hopefully, explain it maybe next episode. Maybe second season. You they know, have I just, to. I, I just hate how they did that. You know, it's, we're getting, we have two episodes left. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We want a little more why, you know? And I just thought, you know, she put her face on camera when they um, <laughs> pruned <laughs> the hunter and now she pulls this. And it's just like, yeah, can someone prune her, please? <laughs> like, seriously. Do you um, think we'll get an answer this season? I think we, we I think we will by the last episode. At yeah, least. I, I think if you don't give an answer, there's going to be a riot. There's going to be so, the last episode. They'll do it, I bet you. Yeah, I, I, definitely. So they open up the doors finally, and we get right up to the in the, the time variance. We finally get to see them up close, get to see what they look like, how they talk, and they sound, you know, the almighty, all-powerful type of voice that we expected. And they ask the variants, you know, what do you have to say f for yourself before you meet your end? And I just thought they looked really cool. I'm like, oh, my God, they're like floating, yeah. you know. Oh, you thought so? Little th their thrones. But when you look at them and when they're talking, it's like more of like puppets. Yeah, that's why I was like, <laughs> you thought they looked cool? I was like, I thought they looked cool. <laughs> no, I'll, I, I'll, I, I'll share I my take in a minute. <laughs> no, I'm saying what. Let me clarify. Leading up the camera, the panning of them and how they're, you know, showing them. I thought it would look cool. They're floating in their individual thrones. And then you get the close-ups and they just look like puppets, right? <laughs> they look like they just came out of Sesame Street or something. <laughs> it <just> looked, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this can't be real right off the bat. I guess maybe it was by design they did it this way, <laughs> right? Uh, so, okay. Do you you want to take us through what's going on with this? Yeah, so what, what you, you described, I was like, they unveiled them, and I was like, are you guys roguing me right now? Like, this looks like a puppet. Like, are you Wizard of Oding me right now? Like, this seems like a Wizard of Oz type situation. Because that, that, that is a such a oh my god, I totally forgot. That is such a great way. I, to put I was it, watching yes. with Jazz, and I was just like, mm. yes. I know you guys <laughs> have a budget, but you got Disney's budget, so this seems a little off. So then, yeah, at so least that, there was no curtain. It's like, don't look behind the curtain. But yeah, they're all yeah. like floaty, and it seemed cool, but something seemed misplaced about them. So I did still like it, but I was like squinting at them. I was like, what is wrong with these guys? Something's... <laughs> so, um, so they meet yeah, the keepers. Ahead. They're um, going back and forth and bantering. It's like, you're afraid of us, aren't you? You're like, we're not afraid of you. You're insignificant. And it just goes back to them saying just the most vile things. Like, you're just a variant. Like, you don't even matter. You're you're a mistake. I'm like, why do you guys hate these people so much? Like, why do you hate variants so much? Just let them live their lives. Put them in you're some a cosmic, random... You're a cosmic <laughs> yeah. disappointment. That's yeah, yeah, crazy. that was the line. That was the line. That's <laughs> a slap in the face. And then he's just finally like, delete them. So something Jess pointed out is they've said prune they've said deceased they've said delete and on the poster 
it also said don't forget to delete your variants so we're curious if deletion is different than pruning those two seem to be the same but is deceased just the after like they keep using different terminologies even though the end result seems to be them dying as far as just no but yeah she she pointed it out today i was like yeah i noticed that too but i didn't really think about it but you're right they keep using different words in different situations and i want to know if that was something specific or what's up with that something to keep in mind yeah yeah. so the timekeeper said delete them and c15 shows up and she throws loki a sword and then they start to fight oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) that was my favorite scene to show take it away (laughs) oh so good oh am i going now Uh, yeah i want to hear your take on this you're always good with the uh the badass lady so your turn (laughs) uh what can i say a great fight you know we got the TVA agents battling the two Lokis, and the Lokis are winning. And um, sharing a sword, sharing a sword between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. throwing Which a sword back and forth. Pretty sweet. And then Loki is tied up with a couple agents, and Lady Loki takes down the one agent, and then Renslayer steps in and picks up the baton and. Oh, this battle was so good. It was so it's, good. It's what we were waiting for because yeah. you know, it was what she's been waiting for, <laughs> Sylvie, for all this time. And we get to see a little bit of Renslayer's fighting background, which she can put up a good fight. Finally, you know? yeah. And She's uh, no slouch. And then it's back and forth between the two ladies. Uh, Lady Loki gets knocked down. And then... Loki gets up, takes care of the other two agents, and goes over and says something to her. And then, oh, what a crappy scene! <laughs> and then the time, and then the last ditch event. The timekeepers are like, "You're you're children of the timekeepers. Let's talk." <laughs> it was, you know, I hate how Marvel Studio kind of brought back that sad memory from Infinity War, where everyone started disintegrating yeah with loki i'm like uh ptsd (laughs) well before that like i was like oh this is awesome she got her one punch in at the end on renslayer she like just bit her in the face and i was like oh Mm -hmm. i felt that and then she takes the sword and throws it at one of their heads and it falls off (laughs) and it was creepy (laughs) because the other two start giggling and yeah. I'm like something's something's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah go, go go watch it again. It's like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, wow, they broke out laughing. <laughs> and then the head rolls. So yeah, it's weird. And they're just laughing. They are like, muppets. They are muppets. Right, that's what they are. <laughs> and then I, I pulled a Thor from Endgame when he, when Cap picks up the hammer. It's like I knew it, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so yeah, they and then Loki. You know, it's just like it never ends. It's like who's created these TVA agents, and they're just like confused now because they thought they had figured out who these guys are. Now it's another layer of mystery behind it, and they don't know what to do. Oh, I so, skipped ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I got to re. I got to relive that moment. I loved the laughing. <laughs> sorry. And then he's like, "Not," a, and she goes, "Not another prep doc." And then you see him you know grabbing her hands and getting very emotional 
And then what happens, D? As Chris put it, he, what did they call it? They blipped. Well, in this case, he like pruned, pruned away in slow motion. And it was just heartbreaking. <laughs> Renslayer. I honestly thought, I, I honestly thought they wouldn't kiss. I thought so too, but old Renslayer You're had weird. to come Why back do you in. Want, like two Lokis kissing. <laughs> you really want you them pervert. to get together, don't you? <laughs> As the young kids say, I want them to hook up. Right? Oh my god, you're not a young kid anymore. <laughs> I didn't want them I didn't, to. I didn't for say I was. Reasons. I never said that. <laughs> I didn't want them to for safety reasons. And what happened? What did I tell you earlier? Except she didn't yeah, die. Yeah. He did. Uh, or did. Uh, and then yeah, he he just gets pruned or whatever you want to call it. And Sylvie was able to grab the the baton. And, you know, she could have ended Renslayer's life right there. I mean, just think about that. You have the ability to end someone's life that caused you so much pain and grief. Like, the fact that she didn't do it, I mean, we don't know yet because it ended there. But the fact that she didn't do it immediately is, we're, are we seeing a different side of her? Are we seeing this, you know, not the hell bent of destroying the TVA, but now going, okay, I, I want to, you know, work with my friend Loki, the other variant, who just died right now. But I want to get, you know, to, underneath all this, find out the truth behind all of this instead of just going and killing him because she's more important to her alive than dead, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're seeing her now trying to be more intelligent with her actions rather than just being chaotic like she was in the beginning. We're seeing that change in her. And... I have a feeling that she might be in season two, the main character or, you know, co-main character for sure in season two. That's my theory on it. What are you guys' thoughts on why she didn't kill her right away? She still needs answers. Like that scene in the elevator was like, oh, I forgot. I would dwell on that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I would mm -hmm. need to know. So I would keep her alive at least to torture her to get that answer. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Maybe torture her. Yeah. I think um, because we still don't know what Sylvie's full intentions are, you know, has anyone thought about, okay, what happened with the time reset when she sent them through the portal? Where did yeah, they like, go? What did that do? What, what spiked? What is, yeah, exactly. So what is she, what is her plan? Like, she's not there to necessarily kill someone. That's probably why she didn't take Renslayer's life or delete her or prune her. But what is her ultimate plan? Where did those time reset bombs go? That still hasn't yeah. been explained. And that was the second episode. So it was two, epi two episodes ago, I think, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, two episodes it, ago. So that's yeah, definitely going to have to be explained. So honestly, we she'll probably need her to go a little bit further in her plan. But again it's but you don't least... you don't you don't think um sorry to cut you off no, no, you don't no. you don't think that was just her just being angry uh, chalk it up to just being angry about the whole thing and not not knowing what the consequences are going to be of her actions she was just hell-bent on destroying the tva because what they did to her as a as a child do you think it's is, is it just that simple think, or do you think there's more to it than that i well, think there's planning more... for decades yeah she said she was uh a lifetime in the making. But, um, for, for for me, I just think it's just 
it's just as simple as that. She just wanted to destroy them for what they did to her life. But like, as good. Chris pointed out, they don't even care. They, like, no one said anything yeah. about it since. <laughs> <laughs> like they totally like did not. You'd think something that cataclysmic they would be talking about. Like it was like a code red yeah. event. Everyone was freaking out. I was like, oh yeah, baby, let's see what's going to happen. Yeah. No one said anything since. All right. Okay. So the show ends there and then you get the credits. But just like what Marvel does is they show us a mid credit scene. And if you haven't seen that, stop right now and go and watch. Uh, what is it? I think f- uh, 44 minutes and some change into the show. They show an end credit scene. So the end credit you see loki waking up and i'm just like yes and i'm like he's not dead thank god i don't have to wait till season two for him to be resurrected or anything something like that and he gets up and he looks up and he sees four loki's or is it and he just Oh, the alligators. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Ah, sorry. Sorry. There you go. There you go. I'm catching on. So, he's, uh, so he sees four distinct Lokis. You get the alligator, like you mentioned. You get what looks like to be a Thor slash Loki character. Well, then his he's credited as a, He's credited as boastful Loki. Yeah. So there you go. And then you get Kit Loki. And then you get, which was rumored, the the old school comic rendition of Loki, which a costume that, you know, looks terrible in every way. <laughs> uh, it's like one of the worst costumes you can make for yourself. And maybe that's just by design because, you know, it's an old version of Loki, his original version. D, is that his original costume? Yeah, it was a classic one. There you go. See, Lime green and just neon it. yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up big old superman underwear too yeah and then and then uh, did you guys notice on the off to the right avengers tower there you go back in new york man yeah back in new york and they're there and he just like what's going on here but it's dystopian new york we didn't say that did we yeah so everything's just destroyed and we don't know why i mean and then it ends right there and you're just like darn it i gotta wait another week for this it's like, ugh. Well, the one thing but, he did say, sorry to interrupt, he's like, yeah. am I dead? And the other Lokis say to him, not yet, but there's still time. <laughs> and it's just yeah, like, you're... ah. <laughs> All right, okay. So before we wrap it up here, let's um, give our take on this episode. D, you want to go ahead? Uh, I really liked the tidbits they dropped in. The pacing was fine. Like I, I noticed a lot of people didn't like last episode for some reason. I loved it, and I loved this. Yeah, one that even was more. that was strange. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. I I understand why, but they were just bashing it. I don't think they would it deserved to be bashed. And we yeah. don't do that here. We don't bash things here. We <laughs> tell it like it is. <laughs> I liked it. Bad. Yeah. This one I liked even more, even though it was like a, it was a neutral burn. It wasn't a slow burn, because even the talking points led up to something more and i liked the uh even the time loop scene that scene with lady sif that her haircut that was mm-hmm. that was a classic nod loki originally cut her hair she used to be blonde and she, he shaved it off so i'm glad they used this scene <laughs> yeah 
as like a focal point in his life this is like the worst moment of his life apparently i don't think it is but this is the moment where she tells him he'll be alone forever and that one resonated yeah. with me and even jess like dissected this scene and everything so i'm gonna give this episode a nine because of the loca dial okay uh chris what say you uh it was let's face it i thought it was a great episode you know they've been pacing this show so well we had a great first episode great second episode you know there was uh this was the fourth episode the third episode there was a lot of talking so there was a lot of character discovery there um this episode was great because you know things aren't working out you know the only thing i can say is i could see why people aren't liking this episode because if they know we're getting a season two i just have this eerie feeling that they're gonna leave us with a huge cliffhanger oh yeah don't say that please, and we have to wait till the second season <laughs> for it because <sighs> loki might not be he might be in the dystopia that d was talking about for the last two episodes because oh, he's gonna <laughs> probably have to find his way back but anyways i'm gonna give this episode uh i agree with the a nine it was i enjoyed it it was really good okay fair enough fair enough uh those are respectable numbers uh yeah for me that's i thought this was a great episode because it really touched on a lot of people's feelings it really dug deep into the whole tva and trying to flipping it on, on its head because going into this show I never thought we would be or my thought of what the TVA would be in episode 4 be totally different than me going into it it has changed my whole point of view of the whole TVA department um, characters are starting to figure things out and it's really really getting interesting and then to drop that little nugget at the end at the end credit scenes was like wow I, I can't wait for episode five this was a great great episode i'm gonna give it a nine as well actually i mean you know what i'm gonna change that i'm gonna give it a 9.5 wow. i think this was near perfection it was great it touched on a lot of things and it was fantastic to do that in an episode rather than a movie a lot of stuff was happened a lot of care ha was taken into this episode and so yeah 9.5 and i can't wait for episode five to come in real fast like i'm counting the days like just come on let's get to it here we sound really biased see this we sound so biased. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm i'm not paid by disney to say anything yeah. like that at all disclaimer i, I, was... I used to yeah, hate full Loki, disclaimer so this is me like i'm not biased at all i'm not a fanboy of loki like i used to hate him like this little weasel needs to get his face kicked in but like no this show makes me <laughs> oh, jeez oh, and... it like it is <laughs> yes i love this show oh man <laughs> all right okay uh so i think that kind of wraps up our take on episode four we can't wait to do episode five we'll do this next week again but uh, if you're new to this uh, podcast and you're wondering where you can get more information out about us, we can visit us on our social media at AstonishingNR. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, our friend Chris here, make sure that we get the latest news dropped in there from all things pop culture. 
And uh, if you fancy action figures and you want to see some reviews, head on over to our YouTube channel at Astonishing News and Reviews. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe there. we got some cool things coming down the pipeline. And we also have our weekly podcast that we do that talks about a various uh, cultural, pop cultural topics from video games to movies and TV shows. So, yeah, make sure to join us and uh, give us your thoughts. Send us uh, some messages through our, our social media outlets. So with that being said, uh, wherever you are on the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Loki's will be together at the end. Bye.